0: hello welcome back into the podcast dodging through the ravine it is your host youngstead accompanied not in my co-host today in jacob jacob will not be joining us today as i talk about the dodgers solo today the dodgers were in washington dc our nation's capital taking down the washington nationals into the last place nets you know the the, the nationals are in last place but they're a good team right they're a good team even though they're in last place they're not the worst team you're ever going to see this nationals club you know in the midst of a rebuild i think the rebuild is going pretty good just going to say that right now and i think they could win a world series in the next decade but um the dodgers had to take care of business right i mean they were coming off of two series losses in a row one against the braves at home in a four game set and one down in Miami and so you know facing the last place Nats it was sort of kind of a must win series we're gonna get into that um hopefully y'all enjoyed your weekend um that saw football return you know I'm always excited for football even though I'm a baseball first guy 100% every single time so the Dodgers um Friday go into DC and they would get the win eight to five now I mean, the entire weekend was just ridiculous with the rain delays. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, the rain delays in every single game, this weather was horrible. I mean, the weather was absolutely awful all weekend long. I mean, we're in the middle, we're in early September and we're getting rain delays in, in D.C. all three games. I mean, it was ridiculous how horrible the weather was. I will say the grounds crew in D.C. was better than the grounds crew we saw a couple of weeks back in Cleveland. With that being said, though, I mean, just some ridiculously long rain delays. We're going to get into that, but on um, Friday, was like an hour and a half rain delay. The game didn't end until like 12 o'clock midnight on Friday in D.C. So, yeah, j- just really bad overall. The East Coast sucks with the weather, but... uh News broke out before the game started that Walker Bueller would not return for the Dodgers this season. And that sucks, right? That sucks. You know, we were kind of getting teased, right? If I could say we were getting a little bit teased there. That Walker Bueller just might be returning and Walker Bueller would play a role in October for the Dodgers. And obviously that is no longer going to be the case. And it's it's a little bit heartbreaking. But at the end of the day it's sort of expected and the last time we saw Walker Bueller on a mound was June of 2021 right was it 2022 i sorry it was June of 2022 it just seems like forever it seems like an age ago I mean it's ridiculous June of 2022 the last time we saw Walker Bueller on a mound we will not see him on a mound again in a Dodger uniform until spring training of 2024 and obviously in a regular season game until april so um it's going to be quite the uh you know the distance there between starts for walker bueller coming off of tommy john his second tommy john and you know walker bueller um was going to help this dodger team into the playoffs a dodger team that is really reeling with pitchers and the pitching staff especially starting pitchers and so Whatever you could have got out of Walker Buehler would have been elite. Obviously, he will not be with the team any longer. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really talk about Walker all that much of recent podcasts. But, um, you know, Walker Buehler at the end of the day will not be back with the Dodgers in 2023. He will not partake in October. And we will not see him until spring training of 2024. All the best. To Walker Bueller as he heals up from his Tommy John, and next year will be his contractor, so it's going to be a big year for Walker Buehler. Freddie Freeman in that eight to five victory did set the franchise record for doubles with 62. He went three for four in that game as well. So Freddie Freeman, right up there with the top batters in the league with batting average, right next to like Corey Seager. So. You Know the two guys that kind of swapped each other, so um, you know, two elite heaters in and Seagrant and uh Freddie Freeman. And uh, Freddie Freeman, I think the all time MLB record for doubles in a year is 77, it's around there like 76, 77, maybe 78. Um, I don't think he's gonna get 13 doubles here in the next uh, you know, 20 games. But then again, he might. But then again, he just might. So I wouldn't rule him out. But uh, imagine if he gets the all-time record. That would be quite something to go down in the history books. As a Dodger, that would be great. But either way, he holds the all-time Los Los Angeles Dodger record or Dodger record in general. With 62 doubles in a season. And so uh, Freddie Freeman just doing his thing. Saturday, it would be not the same fate as the Dodgers would fall 7-6 to six to the Nationals. And the game was supposed to start at 1 o'clock Pacific time. The game did not end until 8 o'clock Pacific time. I mean, a four-hour rain delay. Are you kidding me? A four-hour, again, the game was starting at 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time there. It didn't get started until 8 o'clock. So, like, they were just milking it out all night. And uh, they would eventually get the game over with after 11 innings, you know, all, you know, be it, right? 11 innings and um, yeah, just a, a dreadful game. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. It was a really dreadful game. Bobby Miller did start that game, you know, coming off of a pretty good outing against Atlanta. Seven innings pitch, six hits, five runs, two walks and five Ks against the Nationals. I thought Bobby Miller was fine. Obviously, the line score doesn't reflect that. You know, just a couple of bad innings there, right? Just a couple of bad innings. And, at, you know, at the end of the day, I think Bobby Miller is a big game pitcher. And there's just guys that are big game pitchers and not big game pitchers. I think Bobby Miller fits the criteria for a big game pitcher. So, I would definitely not overreact to this. Read too, you know, read too much into this. Oh my gosh, he had a bad outing. He can't be trusted. No. Bobby Miller... Can be trusted in October. He will be trusted in October, and um, yeah, I, I I believe he's probably in line to start Game One. It's hard to you know bet against that right now. I mean, if the Dodgers see what I'm seeing, he should start Game One. He's a big time pitcher. Um, he's gonna bring a Game One. So, yeah, Bob Miller will start Game One in my opinion. And, uh, gotta talk about, you know, uh, Max Muncy. Max Muncy, I talked about Max Muncy quite a bit here on the podcast. And, uh, you know, my, this, this for Max Muncy, if that's a word. But, um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of 200 hitters, especially batting cleanup. If you want to bat 200 and, you know, bat ninth or eighth, okay, whatever. But if you're going to bat fourth in the middle of the lineup, I'm not too excited about that. But again, oh, he hits home runs, oh, he walks. And he strikes out that that's all you're really going to get with Max Muncy and an occasional um, random play. But, um, yeah, Max Muncy, I'm really focusing in on his ability at third, his defensive ability. That is, he cannot field a, a ground ball at third base for anything. And it's really detrimental for the Dodgers, you know, going down the stretch here. Like, are they really going to go into October with Max Muncy starting at third base? And. You're going to say, oh, well, they have no choice, you know, where else is he going to play, you know, hit, whatever the case is. I mean, like, again, you may be on to something. You might. The only, other pla- the only other place he can play is second base or DH. And, you know, if J.D. Martinez is in the lineup, which he's going to be every single time, you know, whether it's a lefty or a righty then you can hit DH, and second base, Mookie Betts is apparently playing second base now, and I think he's going to play second base, presumably, as we go into the postseason, unless there's a um, a lefty on the mound, then they would then he might go with to right field, but if there's a righty on the mound, uh, it's going to be Jason Hayward in right field, so Mookie has to come in to play second, so the only other place that Max, wants he can play second base he's a little bit of a better fielder at second base he cannot fill third base for anything and i'm telling you right now if max Muncy is at third base come in game one the dodgers will lose a game solely off of max muncie i'm just going to take it lightly with a game that might cost them the series right so you know any game every single game matters in the postseason and um you know errors cannot be tolerated errors cannot be tolerated and Max Munsey's defense at third base also should not be tolerated. And uh, the Dodgers really need to get that cleaned up here um next couple of weeks. It was also announced before Sunday's ballgame that Clayton Kershaw's start would be pushed back until Friday. So Clayton Kershaw last pitched on Tuesday. He will not pitch again until Friday. So that's a grand total of about 10-11 days. Um between starts so that's basically like skipping a start so um basically he skipped a start that's just call it what it is he skipped a start and he will not pitch again until friday in seattle and that's going to be a very 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 telling start and um again every single start from here on is going to be telling the Dodgers saying oh it's not injury related it's just like setting him up for the playoffs or whatever i mean and like I said, he just skipped a start. He's in the same spot that he would that he would have pitched in anyways. Maybe yeah, he skipped maybe a day. I don't know. Either way, um, be very wary of Clayton Kershaw and what the Dodgers are telling you because we don't know what Clayton Kershaw is feeling and what you know what he can bring to the table here. And so um, he's gonna face a pretty good Mariners team here in his next start. We'll get into that in the coming week, but. um yeah, Clayton Kershaw will not pitch again until Friday, and uh, we'll see what he has. We'll see what he has. All eyes will certainly be on number twenty-two that night, or that yeah that night. But uh, Sunday, the finale and the rubber match of the series, a seven to three victory for the Dodgers over the Nationals. So they won the series in D.C. Um, you know, a pretty just a weird series, just so delayed and just terrible, terrible uh, circumstances with you know, the Nationals Park in the rain all weekend long. The Dodgers will go into D.C. early next year. They will visit Washington in April of 2024. But um Mookie Betts was out the first two games of the series after hitting a ball off of his leg. He had some CT scans, and the bolts came back negative, so that's great, and he was back in the lineup on Sunday. He did go over 4 but it was great to see him back out there playing the field and all that, you know, kind of reassuring that Mookie Betts is okay because let me tell you if you know Mookie Betts goes down no bets no chips that's kind of my little saying here no bets no chips if Mookie Betts is not in the game or not the Dodgers down the stretch there will be no championship and you can count on I could say that with 100% certainty um, there, there's just zero chance you know so the Dodgers desperately need Mookie Betts to not only be in the lineup you know come October down the stretch here but you know perform at that MVP level like we cannot see Mookie Betts kind of disappear in you know in October we need him to play at an elite level and um you know I'm sure Mookie wants to play at that elite level too so um it's important that he stays healthy here the the last 20 games or so um James Altman and and Jesse Hayward played a pivotal role in this victory on Sunday 7-3 victory and uh Jesse Hayward his Average is up to 260. Like, his average was, like, at 220 earlier in the year. It's all the way up to 260. Like, I told you guys way back in May, April, June, I said, I like Jason Hayward more than I like David Peralta. I just like what he brings more than David Peralta. And that's no knock to David Peralta. But, you know, Hayward brings a gold glove, and he brings a good bat. And I, I like what Jason's approach is at the plate compared to David Peralta's. And so, um, Yeah just want to give myself a little pat on the back there, but Jason Hayward's a really great defender. You know, kind of sing it up close and personal this year in L.A. Um, Yeah, he's a really great defender. He catches everything, even if you're like, wow, how'd he catch that? He somehow catches it, so uh, hats off to Jason Hayward. And uh, James Altman, you know, James Altman, kind of a weird season. Like, he got off to a blaze in the start in April, Player of the Month and all that, and uh, just struggled in May and June and finally in July. And, you know, since July, he's just been on a different level. So, James Alman has turned into a solid player, an everyday player out in center field for the Dodgers. And uh, the Dodgers are certainly going to need more of James Alman here uh, as we head into October as well. And uh, this Sunday game was a bullpen game. um, Because it was supposed to be Clayton Kershaw start in the rotation. Obviously, he got skipped. So, um it was a bullpen game, Ryan Yarbrough did get the start, and, uh, he's going on paternity leave now, expecting a child, so the Dodgers may be without Yarbrough for a couple of games here, um, as they welcome in the Padres, but, yeah, bullpen game, uh, Wander Suero, the former national, got the win today, so that was pretty poetic, but, uh, yeah, overall, series in for the Dodgers, against a pretty bad team in the nationals, and, uh, 87 to 55 for LA. The magic number is now seven. They come back home to Chavez Ravine, and they will welcome in the San Diego Padres, who have been eliminated from the NL West contention. I think their wild card number is eight or something. So, yeah, the Padres' season is dwindling down here. After that, very very high hopes in the offseason. Um, yeah, the Dodgers have played the Padres pretty well in the regular season, right? So, I should expect the Dodgers victory this this uh this coming week here a Dodgers series victory I don't think that's much to ask against the Podgers. um yeah the propables go as followed it'll be Avila against Stone on Monday so Gavin Stone's gonna make a start here I'm kind of excited about that right I haven't seen Gavin Stone make a start in a while Um, he did go six innings over at Fenway Park but did not start that game so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Gavin Stone start a game Tuesday night, it'll be Michael Walker against Lance Lynn, so yeah, Lance Lynn, uh, he faced the Padres in San Diego, he did pretty well, but uh, he's been pretty putrid ever since then, so we'll see how he does against the Padres at home, and on Wednesday, uh, if I look at the notes here, It'll be Blake's now going for the Padres, and I forget who's. Uh, let's see, give me one second. Going for the Dodgers on Wednesday. It'll be Ryan Pepio. So Ryan Pepio will go for the Dodgers on on Wednesday. So Ryan Pepio going to make another start here. So, yeah, he's yeah. I mean he's going to start in the playoffs. He, he just is. So Ryan Pepio, Gavin Stone, you can see the Young Guns mixed in with uh lance Lynn this weekend against the podgers i hope to be there for one of these games at the very minimum hope to see my guy tatis out there hope to see him homer hope to meet him after the game and get an autograph or something like that but yeah i'm hoping for big things this week against the podgers should be a fun series with that being said yo i'm gonna sign off on this podcast i appreciate you all for tuning in make sure to review and uh, share this podcast out there with a dodger fan or even a baseball fan for that matter with that being said thank you guys for listening. And go dodgers